Hey, hey, what is up, Spiritual Hooligan? How do you avoid false teachings? Teachings that will lead you in a path other than a quiet mind or what we would traditionally call an enlightened state. It's tough to know. There's so many ideas out there. There's so many variations on the theme. And it's it's not that any of them are right or wrong or good or bad. That's not really the, the test. The test for you is, do they put you into an enlightened state? And do they put you into a thriving state? And my mentor, Dr. Hawkins, had some really amazing things to say about this, and I want to share some of those with you today. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, and to get connected with enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. False teachings. Now, he uses avoid false teachings, and I'm going to read a little bit from Dr. Hawkins' book, Eye of the Eye, for you. And if you haven't read that book yet, I'm, I'm telling you, it, for me, it, it, it was the cat's meow. It was the one that broke open so much for me, and I think you should check it out. Here it is. Uh, mine's, all, mine's all taped together, and the, the pages are falling out, and you know what I'm saying? I'll, in fact, today I'll probably just read from the pages that are falling out, because I am so enamored with this book, I've been reading it over and over. But here's the thing to know, okay? He uses avoid false teachings, and I'm going to actually um, recontextualize what he is saying, uh, because true and false, if we just turn back a few pages here, he even says... Truthness and falseness is actually dependent on context. So I'll just start with this quote, okay? He begins with the idea that truth is only relative and not absolute. All truth is only within a certain level of consciousness. For instance, to forgive is commendable. But at a later stage, one sees that there's actually nothing to forgive. There is no other to be forgiven. Everyone's ego is equally unreal including one's own. So perception is not reality. So what he's saying here in that little quote to, to, to start is this idea that, that truth and false are really contextual. So I personally abandoned the idea of truth and false, and I adopted the idea of strong and weak using a muscle test. And I just think it's a best practice to do things that are strengthening to you uh, and to participate thing, in things that bring strength to the body. And what I found is the more I adopt strengthening perspectives, I'll call those enlightened perspectives, the more I adopt them, the quieter my mind gets. Because as you are strong, you're not in a survival state and there's no need for your mind. So you want to consider this idea that your mind is yapping and talking because you're in some kind of survival state, now albeit an illusion for you. So avoid false teachings. This is one way in which we can make sure that we are not putting ourselves into an accidental survival state and causing our mind to go crazy and talk. Here's what he says. It is often recommended that one use kinesiology, that's muscle testing, to sort out the contents of one's spiritual library. He says, put the books that uh, allow you to go weak on one side and allow you to go strong on another side. This is highly effective. So this is something that Kristen and I like to do. We, uh, we don't do it as much anymore because it's so intuitive now what is strong and what is weak now that our minds are quiet. But uh, essentially when we're writing something, when we're doing something, when we're uh, maybe doing marketing or we're doing some new business acumen or we're working with the kids or whatever, we're, we're guiding ourselves towards strengthening ideas. 
He says, it's very important to remember that it is an impersonal fact that the consciousness of the seeker is naive. That's you and me. It's an impersonal fact that our consciousness is naive and has no means of discovering truth from falsehood. I'm going to replace his words, truth from falsehood with strengthening and weakening. He says, avoid the attractive but irrelevant. There are astral realms and universes without number, each within its each with its own teachers, masters, spiritual hierarchy, and belief systems. Many are quite intriguing, he says. The unwary can be easily entrapped in these fascinating and esoteric doctrines. However, the seeker of enlightenment will remember that the ultimate state is not reachable via the levels of form. He goes on to say that many Many people think they ought to be involved in spiritual endeavor, but are intimidated. They're intimidated by what appears to be complexity, rituals, requirements, sacrifices, commitments, complicated readings, dogma, and money. Some spiritual groups even insist that the applicant become initiated and go through strange ceremonies, pledges, and agreements. Proprietary groups have mandatory attendance, training courses, and the payment of many fees. In reality, there is nothing one has to do or there's nothing one has to join, do, or study. There are no rules. There are no regulations. There are no requirements. There are no rituals or strange garb or odd breathing exercises or postures that are necessary. None of that is necessary for you to achieve enlightenment. He goes on to say that many New Age groups sound less demanding, but they rely on misleading sources of information this is one of the things that really took my path into some crazy zones. And it wasn't until I was able to apply muscle testing that I was able to discern like things like, for example, um, the purpose of life is to learn lessons. That weakens you, yet I was so stuck in that loop. I'm learning lessons. I'm learning lessons. What it actually did is it, it caused me to not take responsibility for things. So there is an emphasis on strange garb, odd Odd diets, weird headdresses, all manner of necklaces, symbols, card reading, psychics, channeling, mediums, chanting, and mantras. It is best to be aware of all and avoid all manipulations of energies, light fields, mystical visualizations, colors, mystical numbers, signs, and ancient secret teachings. He says, some misleading figures claim special private instructions from God and become self-proclaimed prophets and visionaries. It is simple to see through all of this with a simple kinesiologic test. In other words, a muscle test will very, very quickly reveal whether the person is communicating something or representing something strengthening or weakening, and it would blow your mind how much of the stuff out there actually weakens you. He says, these distractions all rely on form and specialness. The whole field takes on a carnival-like atmosphere with reference to spaceships, UFOs, extraterrestrials, and doomsday prophecies. All these aspects are mistakenly labeled as spiritual and tend to be accepted at face value. So they're mistakenly labeled as spiritual. One is easily misled into astral circus thinking that it is quote-unquote spiritual. The whole New Age community becomes enamored of an endless array of babas, 
masters, and legendary figures, most of whom cause one to go weak with muscle testing or applied kinesiologic testing. Research reveals that these figures have sold out spiritual um, integrity for power over others and delusions of grandeur. My friend, it is so valuable to learn how to muscle test. So valuable. And, or just be around people who can, okay? Because uh, that's actually pretty damn valuable as well. And I think my point for today is that you begin to use some discernment on what strengthens you and what weakens you. What is fanciful and circus-like and promotes specialness, right? It's like, we're special because we know this thing. Uh, and... Anything like that, anything that basically makes you better than other people is going to make you go weak with testing. And if we do muscle testing on you and you go weak, what we're, what we're demonstrating is the body itself is compromised and compromise equals mind chatter. Mind chatter equals distraction. Distraction equals you not focusing on the things that are interesting to you, that, that uplift and inspire and empower and support you. They lead to delusions. Mind chatter leads to the delusion that, that somehow you're not there yet. You're not good enough, that you need to be better, that someday it's all going to be better. And all of that is just a downward spiral into survival consciousness, it would be so exciting to be a part of your transformation into a state of joy and peace and love. And that doesn't mean you'll always be there, okay? <laughs> it's up and down and all around. I have times of, of terrible negativity. Do not think of me as a person who is always happy and cheerful and peaceful and loving. I have some pretty gnarly times of negativity that I experience. Now, so it's maybe about 5% of the time, but you need to understand something. If 95% of the time you're basically neutral and 5% of the time you experience some negativity, that 5%, the contrast is pretty darn intense. So what I'm wondering is, what do you need to throw out? What do you need to get rid of? What do you need to let go of? What do you need to stop tuning into? Put it into the comments. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this. Please like this Daily Enlightenment that makes all the difference in getting this message out here. Will you share it with the people that you think this would be important or valuable to? You can also subscribe to my channel. And guess what? You can join us over on Facebook in the Spiritual Hooligans Facebook group. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I wrote a different book. That was Dr. Hawkins' book I was reading from today. I wrote Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And I am so happy that you tuned in to this Daily Enlightenment. Thanks for doing that.